0: Hello, what the fuck is up with you? This is Aiden Jones, and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday the 15th of December, 2020. I can't believe it's already, it's that, it's already, we're almost nearly done. We're almost nearly done. We're close to nearly in the area where we're starting to think about planning to wrap up. A year. Isn't that wild? It's time, man. There's like, what, how many, fuck, have I got like two pods? Are there two pods left of the year? Sleigh bells are ringing, church bells are singing, and baby Jesus is about to fuck his way out of his mum. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um... There's three more Mondays of the year. It's Monday today. It's not even just Tuesday tomorrow. You know what the fuck the deal is. I save the day, that it's not that day. Um, there's only a few pods. Three pods with three. If you include this one, which I do because I haven't done it yet and you haven't listened to it yet, that's three. that's three of the year. It's hot today, man. My back is sticking to my fucking chair. yuck E. It's 33. I left the house today for work and I had long pants on and... Uh, Like, it's, I woke up at fucking 6.15 and left the house at 6.30. So, I was like, you know, (sighs) it's going to be chill. Went and sat down. How's work this morning? Got a couple people cancelled their gardening maintenance today. So, work got pushed back and pushed back. So, I got to the cafe at like 7.30. Didn't start work till 10.30. And that sounds like... If you pitch that to me, I'd be like, that's annoying. But actually... What a dream scenario, honestly. Just sitting there, I had a second coffee, I had a bacon and egg sandwich, that was fine. It was, was it great? No, but it was fine, you know? Like, it was good enough. It wasn't actually. I paid $16 for, like, a bacon and egg and cheese and sauce, like, baguette thing she called it a baguette it's a sandwich lady don't a baguette implies length doesn't it and it just i think in using the word baguette you're like trying to trick me into thinking that it's bigger than it is i'm like i can see very clearly that that's a focaccia (laughs) (laughs) don't lie to me (laughs) Don't, don't treat me like a fucking idiot I can see. <laughs> that, that's not. It's not a baguette. It's not a baguette. You know what baguette means in French? It means stick. I think. Okay, Google. What does baguette mean in French? Yes. Here's a summary from Wikipedia. The word baguette simply means wand. That's enough for me. It doesn't mean stick, but it means wand. And I... <laughs> I'll be damned if I've ever seen anyone cast a spell, arcane or otherwise, with a focaccia. It wasn't a focaccia, that's a specific type of bread, but it was shorter. Do you know what I mean? A baguette is like, as long. And when they use the word baguette, it really, it kind of threw me for a you know, like a, didn't fully throw me, it was like a micro throw. She just like, she said, uh, I was like, oh yeah, can I get that bacon and egg, like the sandwich there? I think maybe even the so- like the little signage that they had in behind their glass in the cafe was like incorrect maybe, and that was why she corrected me because I was like, oh, can I get that bacon egg and, and chutney sandwich? And she was like, oh yeah, the baguette. And I was like, what? A- yes, that. I'm oh, just give me that food. And then I kind of walked off and I was like, baguette. She reckons. All right. Well, I'll allow it. You let that one, th- you, you fucking, you know, let that one go through to the keeper, don't you? You're like, oh, look, that's not a make or break. That's not a deal breaker to call that a baguette. But it is a little, you know, I'm not too sure about that, lady. <laughs> you slipped that by me. Anyway, so... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Why am I, how have I been talking about this for four minutes? Um, I had that and a long black and it was like 16 bucks. That's the thing is the baguette. The three ingredient plus sauce, which isn't an ingredient, it's a sauce. And if fuck you if you think otherwise, cost $12. Not sure about that. Ah well, I like those guys at that cafe. Man, the other joint, if you remember the first week that lockdown that Melbourne reopened, hold up, I've got to drink my tea real quick. Oh, oh, yumaloo. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, that's like perfect temperature. Give me away, like, oh, give me, give me a little second alone with my tea here. Oh, that is very, 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 is what that tea is. Um, if you remember the week that Melbourne reopened, and I went to get my first sit-down coffee since fucking July or no June or whenever it was. And I went to a joint... What were they called? It's not Crossroads. Journeyman. Oh, I shouldn't shout them out because I'm about to rip on them. But you know what? 54 people listen to this podcast and and I reckon that's actually a... If 54 people don't go to Journeyman, it's not, I wouldn't say they deserve like, like 82 people not going there. They're crime wasn't that grave, but 54, I reckon that sounds about right. I, we come out of lockdown and I'm looking forward to the fucking first coffee ever. I don't even think I mentioned this on the podcast or maybe I did. I can't remember, but it was, it was in a, a paper cup. Paper, rah. I'm like, I'm sitting down with my coffee. This is, it's a ritual. It's a ritual. It's a motherfucking ritual. All right. We are in Melbourne. Australia, and when I come to Melbourne, I expect to have a coffee in a ceramic mug, and that's just me, that's just where I come from. Do you understand, lady, miss, excuse me, miss, excuse me, I would like, excuse, miss. That's how I felt, I felt like an American tourist in my own fucking city, asking for a paper cup, man. Do I really Am I really going to drink coffee out of a paper cup the first day out of lockdown? It, ru- it I'll tell you what, it ruined my experience. Why am I yelling? Why am I yelling so much today? I'm excited. I feel like I'm having a good time, but I don't feel like I'm actually that angry about that thing because it happened back then. But boy, was I pissed then when it came out. It just, you know, you're sitting at a table. It's like a four-month anticipation, and then it comes out, and it just like she put a paper cup in front of me and I'm like that's not the experience you know that's not the experience why don't you just fucking spit in my fucking mouth man because I don't want to drink my coffee out of a paper cup anymore and um, yeah that's not the place I go to now That, that I went that one day first day out of lockdown and it's closest to the fucking like when I walk from the tram to my boss's house to start work That's the first one that I walked past and I would go there every day. If they had given me a ceramic cup, I would have gone there every day that I have work and I'd be buying like – that's cost them – it's literally – I hate to be all, you know, Oh, the customer is always right and I'm so important but they are and I am, all right, because that's literally cost them hundreds of dollars. I'm going there. I'm working three to five days a week, sometimes two, whatever – If I work... all right. let's do the maths. If I work... Let's say I work... 12 days in a month. And I'm at least buying a coffee. I'm probably spending on average... Let's say I'm spending 5 bucks a day there. 12 times 5 is 60. Times 3 months, you're already at 240 bucks. That it's cost them. And you know why? Because I went up afterwards and I was like, Oh, what's the deal, man? Because like... You know, you're allowed to serve... Like, are you not allowed to serve them in ceramic things or still? What's the deal? Why did I get it in a paper cup? And the guy was like, oh, just because, you know... Like, we don't want to wash them, like, extra hard. He gave me some bullshit. Like, yeah, we, like, we're allowed to, but, you know, if we had the ceramic... We'd have to, like, really wash them and that takes a long time. I can't remember the exact words that the guy behind the counter said, but it was to the effect of, like, we'd ha- we don't want to have to wash the cups more because of COVID. And it's like, were you washing them before? How were you washing the cups before? And if you're not going to wash them that much now, like if you were the method that you were using to wash your cups before, you not confident that that would get the virus off of your cups. So you have to wash them more and you're allowed to use them. So there is a method that's practicable where you could wash them more, but you're just too lazy to implement that. You know what? Fuck you. I'm going down the road. (laughs) Anyway, so I paid 16 bucks for my breakfast this morning. Who cares? Who cares? It's fine. I had a half day at work. That was great. It's 33 degrees. My back's sticking to the chair. I'm sweaty. I'm drinking tea. I'm a I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm all over the fucking place. But I had a half day at work and I feel good. Oh. Had calamari Sunday yesterday with my girlfriend. Thank you very much. Oh, I had a really funny interaction with um, my friend Bron, who is, oh, by the way, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, which you probably are, I mean, you can't go to the New Normal. But if you're in Melbourne, there's two more episodes, shows of the New Normal at the Workers' Club before the end of the year. That's the 21st and the 28th of December. Follow us on Instagram at The New Normal Comedy and send me a message, man. I'm giving out free tickets like fucking crazy. I'm comping the shit out of this room. Um, the first one last week, I forgot to talk about it on the podcast, but it was a fan-fucking-tastic, man. It was such a good show. We had like 50 people in, and thank you to everyone who came. Thanks to all the comics who performed and the bar for having us. Um, a few bumps because it was the first one. We were just figuring stuff out about the room and the sound desk and, and like the seating layout and everything. But, um, I could not have been happier about the way that the show came off, and uh, just had a fucking a, a real good time. And this week, second one, um, looking like it's gonna be it's it's Monday when I'm recording this, so I haven't we haven't had it yet, but it's looking like it's gonna be another great show. The lineup's sick. Who have we got? Michael Schaefer, Dill J. Singer, Bronwyn Cuss, um, Lewis Garnham, Prue Blake. Uh, Ivana Ristiketa, me, Peter Jones, someone pulled out, so someone's replacing him. I can't remember who it is, whatever. It's a great lineup. And, um, yeah, we've got a good bunch of tickets sold, and it's, I think it's going to be a fucking awesome show. I've been enjoying learning how to use Facebook, like, business thingy this week, making a bunch of different, um, advertising like kind of slogans or whatever and putting them on the same just like colored block background and then putting money behind them and seeing which ones perform better. It's great. It's good stuff, man. I feel like no one's doing this. I've said this before. I feel like no one is marketing shows like this in Melbourne. People put all of their efforts into marketing their festival shows. No one's really using like any kind of creative marketing on just advertising a weekly show, but arguably More money stands to be made in a weekly show Over a long period of time But like You have a weekly show I don't know It's just Festival shows are great But the weekly show The weekly show is where comedy really lives And breathes in a city That's where That's where it really happens You know (laughs) I'm really excited about this show And Fucking the bar The workers club So the whole deal was Their Monday night is normally their Like $2 pots, $4 pints, 20-year-olds come get drunk and hook up with strangers night. But that's not viable financially during COVID until they're allowed to have like 400 people in the bar and with restrictions, the limits, they're just not allowed to do that. So they gave us Monday night, but the restrictions are lifting way faster than anyone thought they would. And that night is now slated to come back like mid to late Jan. So we've got all the Mondays until I think the 24th or something like that is our last one. And then the last week of January, we're going to Wednesdays permanently. Wednesdays is going to be the night for the comedy. And I am just so fucking excited for that, man. The amount of work, I've already put in a lot of work into this show and Pete has put in a lot of work into running the show with me. And, um... I was kind of, there was always the uncertainty of like, are we going to be allowed to, you know, keep running it? Or is it going to just be once their Mondays come back, they're not going to want to dedicate a whole night of the week to our show? Are we going to get fucked? There was just a level of uncertainty. And the fact that they've, after one show, gone out on a limb and gone, you guys can have Wednesdays from the end of January. I just, I'm fucking over the moon. I've got an interview on Joy FM with uh, the great Annie Louie on Annie and Ando in, oh, I'm recording it in a few days. I don't know when it's going out, but talking about the show and about my personal connection to the workers club as a venue. I've spoken about it before, but I just, I'm so excited by this show. So if you listen to the pod and you're in Melbourne, come and check the show out and message the Instagram group and I'll give you and whoever the fuck you want to bring with you, you all got free tickets. And, uh, yeah, yesterday, so yesterday I was on a show at, um, the ESPY. I just, it feels like we're straight back into it, man. All the shows are just happening. And, Mo, I did like five or six sets last week. It's amazing. Um, so I last minute got on the last show of the year at the ESPY run by, um, the people from the Melbourne Comedy Festival. And, uh, they like, you know, gracious, graciously, is that the right word? I feel like I'm being over the top. They were so gracious. (laughs) So kind And just Really brave To put me on the last show (laughs) I'm very thankful That they put me on the show Because they didn't have to And they did it last minute It was really cool of them to do so And um, It was just sick man It was a fucking great lineup. Claire Hooper Anna Piper Scott Bron was on Brett Blake Was that it? Oh Dane Simpson Fuck that dude's funny Um, so, (coughs) uh, yeah, I had Calamari Sunday with my girlfriend first. So I'm like, I've got this show. It's down at St. Kilda. If you don't know the SB, this is reopened like last year or the year before. Beautiful old venue. And it's so sick because there's so much history of that plot. Like in the nineties in Melbourne, which to the best of my knowledge was the start of like real, like Melbourne having a live comedy kind of scene. ...in the 90s and that all started. There's names like uh, Rod Quantock, Greg Fleet was in the mix. Um, fuck, I always... Judith Lucy. Judith Lucy was in there. You know, like Dave Hughes and Will Anderson and all these fucking guys. All the big show, the cool show to do was at the SP. And uh, if you're around... Like, oh, where are the posters... There's some posters for SB Comedy. I can't remember where, but I've, there's venues in Melbourne where there are huge, giant posters for the, like the SB Comedy Festival from like 2005, and apparently there were shows happening there all through the 90s. And it was just it was the place to do comedy. And then for years the venue just sat derelict. Like whoever owned it, they did, needed too much work and they couldn't afford to open it back up. And um, you know it was this whole thing. And then. It opened back up and the ho- there was like the kind of question hanging in the air. Is someone going to try and revive it and make that show like what it was? I don't really understand St. Kilda. It's a weird area. Uh, people talk about St. Kilda like in hushed tones, you know, like it's like, ooh, something special happened there. I'm like, did it? It's full of weird junkies. <laughs> it's, I can't get it, I guess. If that's what you're into, It's dirty. My girlfriend said it reminded her of like Venice Beach and I was like, have you been to Venice Beach? She was like, no. <laughs> I was like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> but it is like this kind of, it's cool because the beach is there. And um, as much shit as St. K- Kilda gets, I, I realized yesterday actually, the shit that people give St. Kilda isn't for the beach because the beach is actually very nice the shit that they give it is for all the junkies and stuff hanging around because it's close to the city or close enough that it feels like it's still in the inner city kind of, but it's not also. But it's like it just has a completely different feel to... You go further down and there's like Elston, Wick and Brighton and it's like people actually got money. And then you go up north and it's like cunts like me, you know, who fucking wear pants and don't... Really like the beach. I like the beach, but I don't feel like it's fucking, it's not an integral part of my identity to be at the beach, you know? So St. Kilda has this weird spot where it's like affordable. And so I guess the the idea would be maybe the artists and the arty types would go there, but all of those are in the north. So it's just full of, of like fucking backpackers, and people who have come to Australia, like like British people, you know, English people, Irish people, Europeans, come to Australia to do the Australia thing, but they're not in Sydney, which is where all the beach is, but they still expect to be around the beach. So they're like, well, St Kilda, it's cheap and it's near the beach. So you got those people who just want to drink and get fucked up. They're all working in hospitality. Then there's just like people who are stuck in the awful cycle of addiction and whatever, and then throw into that some people who have maybe got money, but they're around the... But I don't know. I don't know what makes it what it is. Yesterday, after the show... Anyway, the SP is a beautiful old venue. What, I'm, I feel like I'm not even talking about that anymore. I just... I always have weird experiences when I go down to St Kilda. And yesterday, this was pretty funny. <laughs> I... Um, so, I did the show... And um, what I was going to say about Bron before that she fucking called me out on was I was just, you know, we're sitting next to each other. I hadn't seen her in a while. And I was like, oh, I got got calamari before. And she was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, me and my girlfriend do this thing called calamari Sunday And she was like, you got a girlfriend. Nice. That's why you said about the calamari. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you got me. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the calamari. I just want to tell you I have a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. She fucking saw right through me. So we did the gig and um, oh, I, fucking, I feel like another thing that I embarrassed myself. I'm such an idiot. Brett Blake had a great new bit that I really liked about fucking something. I can't even remember what it was. And I was up the back of the room watching him. I'd already done my set. He was emceeing and he does the bit. And I thought that there was going to be like, he was going to go one way with it and then he went another way. And I thought I reckon like I could add something to the, you know, you shouldn't. I shouldn't even do that. I should just stop myself from fucking trying to get, tell comics what they should say in their bits. But Brett's my friend and, you know, I feel like he respects me enough that I can say that. But what the mistake was that I made was I got all excited because I'm like, I'm excited to be around comedy again. So rather than wait until I was just with Brett and be like, hey, you know, that bit that you did, I thought it was really funny. How about this? I fucking... I fucking left the back of the showroom where I was watching the show and went all the way down this passage backstage to where it was just Brett and fucking the other act that was about to go on. Went up to him and was like, Hey, man, (laughs) like, what about this? And he looked at me like I was insane. And as soon as I got back there, I realized, like, What am I doing? Why am I... (laughs) It's like, it's so far away. I like walked through the kitchen of the fucking venue to go backstage past the lady who was running the show, who was like, what are you doing back here? And I was like, oh, I just want to, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, I'm on a mission. She was like, okay. And I get to Brett and then I tell him my fucking bullshit, whatever it was, stupid thing that I had to tell him. And he was like, What? <laughs> And I was like, oh, you know, you could say that. And immediately I'm just listening to myself going, oh my God, Aiden. Bail, bail, bail. Cut your losses. And he's like, or he he goes, Oh, yeah, that is pretty funny, actually. I'm like, oh, you're a sweet man, Brett. Jesus Christ. And then I kind of walked back out into the passageway. And the lady who was running the show looked at me like, Did you say what you needed to say? <laughs> like she kind of knew that I just. Had like a rush of blood You know Oh man I've Sometimes I do shit I just, And I am Like immediately As soon as I did that I was like What do you Why Oh god You almost got through A whole engagement Without <laughs> Doing something insane <sighs> So we do the show Show was good I feel like I had a pretty good set I did some newer stuff Which I was kind of iffy about doing In front of the bigger room But I feel like I went okay. And um, then me and my girlfriend, I thought this was so funny. Like we both wanted to see the sunset, but I'd wanted to get ice cream from earlier in the day. So we got like our dinner and then we're going to get ice cream. But I realized that the call time for the show was half an hour before when I thought. So we had to get there. We didn't have time for ice cream before the show, but that was good because we were still full from dinner. So we do the show, and then I'm like, I'm, we got to get ice cream, and I know the spot that we have to go to, and it's quite far, but it's important to go to the right spot. By the way, I want to do a shout out to the calamari joint that we got. What was it called? Tommy Tucker's. That's the third calamari Sunday that we've had. Uh, I feel like it's becoming a thing. <laughs> Yuck. But um, the first one was at some joint us that killed her and we were going to go there again, but it was a food truck and it was closed by the time we got out of the water. Travesty. Um, and then the second time we did it was in the country and it was just like that calamari that, you know, the, it almost feels like it's just the bad calamari and so they've just deep fried the shit out of it. So it's just like you got to get through. It's like when a girl puts on like an inch of makeup, but instead of makeup on a face, it's like, a fucking inch of calamari... of batter on the calamari, you know? And you use... I'm, like, trying to scrape that away to get to the actual thing. And then the bit... The calamari is just all rubbery and shit. It was really bad. It was, like, brown food. Um, Didn't eat all of it. Was kind of hungry, but threw most of it out because it was pretty shit. Weirdly didn't feel indignant, though. I got it, and I was like, this is the calamari that I remember from when I was a kid. And evidently, when I was a kid... I just didn't know what nice food was, you know. Anyway, so this is the third Calamari Sunday. I feel like I'm becoming a bit of a connoisseur. Maybe my opinion holds a little bit of sway in the community. Anyone wants to know where the spots are for Calamari? Actually, if anyone knows any good spots for seafood on the way in between Melbourne and Adelaide, me and my girlfriend are driving next week. Anyone know? This is a long shot. Because I don't know how many of you know that part of the fucking country, but if there's any real sick spots for calamari, I'd be willing to go out of the way. We're going Bendigo, so inland, and then court But I reckon on the last day, court Maybe we'll stop past Robe, Kingston down that way. If anyone knows a joint, if anyone's had, if you if you if you've just had fish and chips down that way, that'll be enough for my love and excuse to go to a place. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd fucking give that a crack. But, uh <clears throat> so we go to this joint Tommy Tucker's and, and it was just fucking good, man. They had like a salt and pepper and chili one. Oh. And they had like the nice chili aioli with it and lemon. And I had a burger and that was sick. The chips... Not I don't know. Something was like maybe not enough salt, or the kind of chips where you can put heaps of salt on them, but that just falls off. Maybe they need a bit more oil, or I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not a chef, right? I'm just a cunt with an opinion. (laughs) But anyway, the calamari was sick. But then after the gig, we're like, all right, we got to go get ice cream, and um, we also need to watch the sunset. And there's the bit when the sun hits the horizon. and then the bit when it goes below the horizon, you kind of want to watch the whole thing, don't you? But it's just... I I feel like I almost rate a sunset higher than a sunrise. What do you reckon? I was thinking about that yesterday. I, sunrise... The thing that's good about a sunrise is you wake up early and then you've got your whole day ahead of you. And that's great. But then also, I guess, kind of the... like then also you've got your whole day ahead of you. Maybe you've got work. Or maybe you just have to <laughs> that's depressing. you just have to live through a whole nother day. And that sounds like a lot, doesn't it? It's like the celebration, but then afterward, you know, you see this beautiful thing and then you like pick up your fucking picnic basket and you're like, all right, now let me go send some emails. It feels like the celebration at the start of something. Whereas a sunset is like you go and you see this beautiful thing and then the sun goes down and then you're like all right done that's it let's go to bed that's what la- last night was fucking great for that man oh but the funny thing was we had so we did, we did the gig and um, just the sunset as a as a concept seeing a sunrise or a sunset whichever one it's very much you're like kind of making your peace with the world isn't it you're like going out Wherever you're at, you're just sitting and and you don't need to go anywhere. Once you find your spot, you're just there and you're watching like the sun. It's very profound. There's a lot of connotations and symbolism, the sun, the giver of life, the world, and you watch it and you feel like people have been watching this. This has not got anything to do with technology. People in their caves, you know, primeval man, Neanderthals, whatever, they were watching this the same as how we do it now. It hasn't changed in millions of years forever. And uh, so it's like it's a very, you're connected to the natural world. And um, what seems really very antithetical to that idea was me and my girlfriend going through St Kilda, ducking and weaving between, you know, Irish people that have been trapped in Australia since COVID started and, and people drunk and falling over each other and cops and angry hospitality staff working like, 20 days in a row over the Christmas period ducking and weaving through Ackland Street to try and get to this ice cream place and then there was a line at the ice cream place and my girlfriend who is much like me likes, like when I get an idea when I want to do something, I'm like that's my fucking thing, I get fixated on that and I'm like I just want it and I just want it to be nice and I just want it to be perfect, okay and my girlfriend is very much like that as well, so we were just two kind of angry people who were like (laughs) I want it to be done my way and I want to see the sunset and I want to have my fucking ice cream and all of you people are just getting in my fucking way. (laughs) So we wait in line and and the line's taken ages because it's the popular ice cream place which is because we're getting the good one. We're not compromising and getting a shit one. I still want the good one but that means there's going to be a line because it's the good one and then we get it and then we're like eating our ice cream. I think this is just part of why I, I just always want you know, everything. I can't choose. I, like, I'm always in a rush. I always want to do all this stuff. So we get our ice creams and then we're ducking and weaving back along Ackland Street. And uh, I remember at one point we crossed over some other street near Luna Park and there's a bit of a car park there and some car... <laughs> Some car was like turning into the car park and they were going slow because I guess they were looking for a car park. And at the same time, me and my girlfriend were just like, oh my God, choose a, just choose a fucking park. Just get out of my fucking way. I'm trying to see the fucking sunset. <laughs> the whole time laughing at ourselves because it's like in yelling at a car, you're doing the opposite of what you're trying to get. The peace, the moment of peace that you're trying to get by seeing a sunset. Get out of my fucking way! I'm trying to see the fucking sunset, you piece of shit! <coughs> we get past the car, we get past the thing, the throng of people. Get a nice spot looking out at the beach. St. Kilda Beach faces to the west. Just another one of the many selling points. Um, so we can see the sunset over the water. It was beautiful, man. And uh, as soon as we got there, uh, the sun, it was like orange and red and yellows in the sky. And then as soon as we got there, I got my phone out and started taking pictures of people taking pictures. <laughs> I didn't even really... I enjoyed the sunset, but I got... This will be the picture for this week. And I reckon this might be the end of the podcast. I got maybe my favourite picture of people taking pictures ever. I reckon. Because I'm starting to see more... In this idea that I've, it's been a thing that I like for a while, you know, I take pictures of people taking pictures of things because I just think it's funny to get someone else when they think they're the one taking the picture, but actually it's me taking a picture of you, naughty. Um, and I just feel like it's a, a, like the moment when they don't think, they think they're looking. And so when you're like looking at something else, you're not really aware of what you're doing. So it's kind of like a person in their most natural state, Maybe. Maybe that's what I like about it, I think, in a, like, or maybe it's just kind of voyeuristic and like, maybe there's something a little bit like cheeky or even derisive about it, but I don't like that. I don't want it to be like, I don't want it to be like I'm making fun of someone. I just want it to be like, look, I caught you in that moment when you were kind of vulnerable and isn't that nice? Having said that, no one's ever actually caught me that I didn't know. No one's caught me taking a picture of them and, and one day someone will and I'll be very sheepish about it. But until that day, <laughs> snippy, snip, snap. <laughs> but anyway, um, as I do it more and more, I've started to kind of think about the rest of what's in the picture when I take the picture. So it's like trying to get not only the person taking the picture but also what they're taking a picture of, trying to get that in the frame as well. And um, so so that's like number one is getting the person taking the picture. The second most important thing is getting what they're taking a picture of. And then the third thing is trying to make that overall thing in itself be like a nice, like a beautiful picture. Something that if the person taking the picture wasn't in it would still be like a nice scene. And I reckon yesterday... I got all three of those things, and not only that, but as I looked closer, there was the one, there was, so it was like a group in front of us, right? There was a group of like four or five people, and one of them, this girl, was taking a picture of her friends, and there was a sunset behind them, so we're looking at the sunset, they're in between us and the beach, and then it's like sand, water, sunset, we're, whatever, you know how the fucking sky works. Um so it was this girl side on, so she's on the right, taking a picture of her friends on the left. So I can get I get like a silhouette of her, and you can see the silhouette is a girl standing holding a camera. That's the thing that I'm first focused on. But then I look to the left after, and I realize that her friends that she was taking a picture of were also taking it looked like maybe they were a couple, they were taking a selfie of themselves. So that's two. And then there's the sunset and it's a fucking banging sunset, right? And so me and my girlfriend saw the second and I'm like, oh my God, I got two. And then we're like looking for more and she was like, is that one? I was like, no, that's not one. But then you look right over to the right down near the shoreline, a tiny figure but unmistakable of a third separate person by themselves taking a picture of the sunset. And that is... Oh, man. It doesn't get any better than that. And I don't think this podcast is going to get any better than that either. So I reckon I'm going to end it there. But thank you guys very much for listening. This has been Aiden Jones. Sitting under a tree. Peace.